Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Dug Up and Dusted Off. I am your host, Jim McRae, and today is a great day to discover how to live your best life, reach for the stars, and achieve the impossible. Remember, when anything or anyone has tried to bury you, it's time to dig yourself up, dust off, and learn to live again. All right, all right. It's so good to have you today, and it's a great day to talk about uh, a really important topic. I'm your host, Jim McRae, for Dug Up, Dusted Off. I want to welcome everybody to this podcast, this episode, uh, that I'm hoping will make a, an impact upon your lives that certainly will maybe change your perspective on life, and it's called being thankful. Uh, being thankful is very, very difficult to, to, to do. It's, it's something that, you know, I've been, we've been talking about, uh, uh, in church. We've been talking about in men's Bible studies. Uh, and I wanted to just really get this out there as a podcast to, to sort of help us understand a little bit about what it means to truly be thankful and why it's so very important. And so, you know, we have to admit that being thankful is not easy in our lives. It, and it really does, go against the nature of, of really who we are. And so if, if you think about it, everybody in their heart has somewhat of a selfish nature. That's just how we're born. Even children, I mean, the little, your little innocent children out there that are three and four and five, you start to see this sort of selfish nature come, you know, into, into play. Whether it's, you know, you can't have a bite of my ice ice cream cone, you you know, that sucker's mine or that lollipop's mine, that toy is mine, they, you know, they, they don't really want to share it. And so you can see that selfish nature exhibiting itself at a very early age. Uh, and, and really what that means and how we can translate that is, is eventually we start to understand that as we get older, what we're really looking for is satisfaction. And in that the way we get satisfaction is to please ourselves, okay? And so, that again, that gets back to that selfishness. The way we get satisfaction is to do things that, that help ourselves. Uh, and, and remember, you, you know, you're wired uh, in, in a way to stay alive uh, for reproduction, so, you know, for warmth, for food, for uh, clothing, for all these different things. Uh, your your natural instinct is is to want to have those things when when if it's cold you want to put on a jacket if it's raining outside you want to get inside all of these different things make you think about how you can take care of yourself it's very unnatural for us when it's raining to give the umbrella to somebody that doesn't have it because we're protecting ourselves and so you have to fight against that nature in a lot of ways and so you know, when we're not satisfied, okay, and we become unsatisfied, uh, it's in these moments of, of, of really being in a place of, of angst that we find it difficult to give thanks, all right? So I just wanted to set up kind of, first of all, you know, we're fighting already against our nature, okay? So that, that's the first thing. So say you are, you know, say you fight against your nature and, you, you know, you're, you're, you've, you've, done well in that and you know you're you you're a good person and you know yes i would give my umbrella to somebody in the rain and and all that good stuff okay fa- fantastic but then come the other moments okay say say you get a bad diagnosis um you know i can't tell you how many people i've get phone calls from 
uh, I'm a pastor of a church, uh, Overcome Church in Atlanta, uh, Georgia, uh, and, and and there are people that call me from all places that say, you know, I just got, I just found out I don't, I don't have but a year to live, or I just got the diagnosis of cancer, or I found out my child has got this or that, and so, you, you know, you 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 find yourself in the deepest of valleys, okay, and there you find yourself not being grateful or being thankful, but you find yourself screaming and shouting, and rightly so, out of anger and in deep sadness, okay, overwhelming grief. Or let's even go to the extreme, you've lost a loved one, you've lost a child, you've lost somebody that was dear to you, you know, how am I supposed to give thanks in those situations, all right? And it's difficult, and, and, and it's very difficult. So, and then I think just on a on a less serious place that we find ourselves in is when we when everything's going beautifully and perfectly, when we have all the things that we have and all the things that we need, we forget to stop and be thankful. Okay, because generally what happens is is you know I've 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 made that I've earned that I've done that and you know that that's. Uh, that's because of me. So who do I give thanks? Well, I, 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 you know, I pat myself on the back, you know, and good job, man. Great job, Jim. You know, you, you filled the church. And so again, so giving thanks and having a thankful heart, it it can be a, a difficult thing. And again, even I've met people with, you know, million dollar homes, million dollar cars, and guess what? They're still not satisfied. Okay, and that goes back to that sort of I, I can't get satisfied kind of nature that we all possess. You know, we're always wanting more. All right. And so we're not thankful or grateful for what we have. So how do we get out of that? How do we get out of this sort of rent cycle? And so I find myself, and if you're like me, you find yourself kind of going and this can happen to anybody, it can be anything, but it's the smallest of things that drive me crazy. And so whether it's, you know, a person cutting off in traffic, a person parking in a handicapped space and they get out and they run to the front door, that kind of thing, just gets me going, man. And it and it just drives me crazy. But and then the smaller things that happen to me, you know, somebody says something that I don't agree with or you know, it might be for you, somebody in your business, somebody, a colleague, it might be your boss, it might be an employee, it might be your spouse, it might be your child, something can rub you the wrong way. And when that happens, we lose perspective. And being thankful is right up there, if you're looking at it from a biblical perspective, in which I always do, you know, love is the number one thing that's written in the Bible. Uh, but it has to be being thankful uh, close second or at least neck and neck because you have in the Bible, you have all of these psalmists that are writing about being thankful for God's faithfulness in their lives. And no matter what they're going through, they, they're, they're still praising God. Now I want to, I want to give you just sort of a, let's make a shift. Let's make a purposeful shift. Okay. Here, here's the shift. So, Say you you have a family, and say you have a a, a a loving wife. You have you know a great family, kids, whatever. And so you're you know you're dealing with something. You know you've turned a mountain into a molehill. 
about any situation. And what if you just practiced, you know, you said stop and you said, you know, I want to thank you, God, for um, my family, for my kids, and that I get to go home to that uh, place of love. All right. And even if it might not be at that moment a place of love, you know, you still are very blessed to have all those things. All right. And so all you've done is just made a shift in perspective. You've you've literally said, okay, although right now what I'm looking at might, in my eyes, be bad, I'm going to instantly move to a place of gratitude and thankfulness. And so what that does is it, it literally will, if you practice that, if you make that shift, you'll see whatever has got you squirming or whatever's got you out of sword or whatever's got you mad or angry, upset, you'll find that that molehill, that speck, that small thing, it's put into perspective. You get perspective again. And and it's in that perspective that you're able to then take that deep breath, bring your heart rate back down to, you know, whatever, from DEFCON 10 to a, to a normal heart rate, and you're able to uh, to move on in life. So that's a, a very easy shift to make. Anybody can do that, all right? Even an atheist, even a person with no family can make a shift into a thankful heart by thinking of something that they hold dear and, and near and dear to their to their heart, okay, that brings them great joy. But for the Christian, it, it goes much deeper. It, it's not just a shift into something that's within this world. It's a shift to something that's out of this world, all right? It's a shift to, uh, to the one that created them. And so I want to read Psalm 23, and this was, this was pretty important to us. And, I, and, you know, again, I'm coming at this one from a biblical perspective, but, uh, and a lot of times I don't do that, but I, I am in this one. Um, so let's read, I want to read Psalm 23, and it's basically a psalm from David. And uh, it's, a, it's a psalm that you, if you've been to a funeral, you've heard this read a hundred times. So let me read it to you. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. All right, so here you have this beautiful psalm, a, 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 a poem, essentially. And you have this person speaking in the first three lines about how good the Lord is, all right? He, you know, it sounds like when you read it, nothing's wrong. Like, the Lord is my shepherd. Wonderful. Fantastic. Sounds good. He doesn't have, want for anything. Sounds even better. He, the, the Lord makes him lie down in green pastures and beside still waters. Awesome. Wish I could feel that kind of peace. He restores my soul. Wonderful. Revitalized. Regenerated. And then he leads me into paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yes, I get to lead, lead a holy life. I mean, what what better thing could that be? So you have this very idyllic, place that the writer is saying that he's in and then he hits you hard slams you hits you upside the head with a two by four in verse four but even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death 
And so I'm going to tell you right now in a conversation with anybody that I'm having, when I say if I'm facing death, this is exactly what the psalmist is facing, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and that I know I'm going to die or I have the possibility of dying. That's not the first that that's not the last thing I'm telling somebody. In fact, when I meet somebody in a conversation, you know you would too. How's it going, Jim? Well, I'm dying. That's the first thing you're going to say. Or it's at least the second thing you're going to say. Well, I've had a bad day. I found out I'm it's it's in the top 3 things. But instead this guy, this psalmist, David, doesn't do that at all. In fact, he makes it like a, he makes it like it, it like everything's fine. In fact, he's giving God, if, if you want to know what he's really doing, he's giving God thanks. He's praising God. And he's praising God even though he's dying, facing death. Because right after verse 4, right after he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he says, I'm going to fear no evil. He goes right back into this litany of praise. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I mean, unbelievable that he does not have any fear. He knows God's with him. He knows his rod and his staff is going to comfort him, just like a shepherd's rod and staff would would protect the sheep. He knows that he's going to prepare a table before his him and his enemies. In other words, there's a place of reconciliation. He's going to anoint his head with oil. He's, his hands are upon his life. His cup overflows. I mean, there's nothing that he wants for. I mean, it's overflowing even in the even in the face of death. And then the very last line, gosh, the very last line, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. How can goodness and mercy follow him all the days of his life? He doesn't have many days left. He's acting as if his days are, 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 are endless, and yet they're numbered. And so here you have this guy who's learned how to give thanks. And giving thanks is critical to our lives, guys, critical to our lives. It's what changes the perspective of our lives. It's what changes the outlook of our lives. It's what changes how we treat people. I'm going to tell you right now, every little thing that you've ever gotten into, every situation you've ever gotten into has shaped the next one. Does that make sense? Whether you, whether some guy cuts you off in traffic, it shaped exactly how you were going to talk or present yourself in the next situation because that situation, good or bad, changed your heart. And it's not easy. Very few people can change on a dime like that. If someone's upset you and then you have another conversation the next minute with somebody, you're going to be a little frazzled. Somebody would normally say, are you okay? Well, no, I just got out of a a very difficult... So you take whatever you experience into your next experience. Same thing with good. So when meet you, go, man, you're in a good mood. Yeah, I just had... You'll never believe what just happened to me. And so everything that happens to you shapes the next experience. And I think what what I really am trying to say is you have control over that. We all have control over that. The psalmist here is choosing to be thankful. And I think that's so important that this is not something that, you know, you're, you can take a pill for that, you know, that God is just going to make happen in your life. This is something you have to practice. This is something that every single day, I'm going to ask you this question. Did you get up this morning and say, thanks, thank you, God, that I'm alive. Thank you, God, for, thank you for the place that I'm in. 
I mean, there are people waking up right now knowing that yesterday they got a diagnosis that said they weren't going to live more than a year. Are there people waking up right now in hospital beds? There are people waking up right now after a funeral just burying a child or a loved one, tragically. There are people right now that are going to have to face the news today. I'm going to tell you this right now. They kiss their loved ones goodbye. They're not coming back home because they were in a car wreck or something horrible happened. And so we're in the midst of facing tragedy every single day of our lives. And yet it's in those moments that we're, if we're practicing being thankful, it does change the perspective of those moments, okay? So what I'm not saying is this, you know, I, I, what I'm saying is, let me first, let me, let me go back to what I just said. I, I asked you, did you wake up and be thankful? Or did you give, the, because I think that's an attitude that shapes the rest of our day. Now, if you woke up in any of those really difficult places that I just named, that's not easy to do, is it? It's, it's the last thing you're thinking about. It's, it's, it's impossible almost, and I get it. I've been there. I know exactly what those valleys look like. We've all been there, or we will be there. One pastor said that you're either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or you're about to go in another storm. That's life, man. Okay, and and I'm not trying to make light of any of those difficult places you might be listening and that you're in right now and you, as you're listening to this. But I'm going to say this, that eventually what happens is that grief does turn into, especially if you're a Christian, grief does turn into understanding the Lord is my shepherd, as the psalmist says that he's with me till the end of the ages, that I will not fear, for I know you're with me. And eventually the Holy Spirit that lives within us begins to change our perspective on whatever we're going through, all right? And eventually, as in hindsight, we do become more thankful because we see God working in our very deepest of valleys, the tragedies of our lives. I mean, I see that over the last, you know, five years of my life, you know, that God was working mightily uh, into, into my future. So I, I think that, you know, having the decision to make, because it is a choice and it is a decision that you will make to be thankful. Um, again, it's not something you can take. It's something that the Holy Spirit within you can quicken, can stir, can remind you of. Remember the Holy Spirit is given to us. Jesus says in John 14, I give you the Holy Spirit, the advocate who will remind you and teach you everything that I have said. So the Holy Spirit in your moments of tragedy and valleys is desperately reminding you to, to, to look up, to look to the one that is with you always, to look to the one that is the only one that can restore you, to look to the one that's the only one that can make your cup overflow. All right. And so Again, you have this, uh, you know, a beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit trying to remind you, but then it becomes a practicing thing for you. Then it becomes something that you, you know, you want to practice every single day, just like a professional. And then it becomes unconscious. Once you practice it enough, even in your valleys, once you're starting to tr- practice giving faith, uh, thanks, once you're starting to practice giving gratitude, then all of a sudden it becomes unconscious that it just happens. All of a sudden your heart doesn't go to that desperate place. It goes to a faithful place. 
it doesn't go to the, oh my goodness, the sky is falling place. It goes to, okay, look, how, I, I know that my God is holding everything up kind of place. All right. It goes to a trust, a faith, a belief place that your God's got this and that you're going to walk through this and that you're going to be okay. And, and, and it changes a, a, a horizontal perspective for you. It really does. For every time that you become thankful in this way, it truly changes the way you treat people, speak to people, act with people. And this is the most beautiful thing. You become a witness, and you really do become a leader wherever you are. I'm, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, you, you come home after a bad day. Honey, how was your day? Uh, or, babe, how was your day? It was horrible, but you know what? I have so much to give thanks for, and you're one of the reasons. Man, that's going to light up a person's life. That's going to lead another. That person might have even had a bad day. And and you you lead by example. You become a witness through even your valleys to how, you know, unbelievably faithful God can be and God is and how it can change your life. Now, for this person, he's going to die or he's facing the possibility of death. I'm going to tell you right now that some of the greatest witnesses that I've ever seen in my life are the people that are facing these kind of moments, death. Uh, they're facing moments where they know that they, they've been given, you know, just the worst, the worst news that they could possibly face, or they've lost somebody to death. And, and not only does being thankful change your horizontal view, it changes your vertical one as well. Because as a Christian, um, and I speak from this perspective, although I don't want to die yet, I'm really not afraid of it. Uh, I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to, to because I know that God has prepared a place for me with him eternally. And so, And I know my loved ones are there so that when somebody does die, and I have to do a funeral or something. I, you know, my perspective, my only job is to get people to understand that there is a vertical perspective that they might be missing. That death is not the end. And when you're grieving, it's hard to hear that. But, but eventually, the spirit of God does speak that to you. And eventually, instead of being, uh, instead of being ungrateful for the life or ungrateful to God, for God or life taking your loved one, it changes into a heart of thankfulness for allowing you to have the time for that person to be in your life. It it totally flips the perspective of how you look at life. All of a sudden, everything becomes a moment to rejoice in. All of a sudden, a thankful heart lends you to give thanks for every moment in your life. Uh, It gives you thanks for the rain. (laughs) even if you might not like rain. It gives you thanks for a rainy day. It gives you thanks for a sunny day. It gives you thanks for um, the the traffic light that will never turn green. It gives you thanks for um, every moment that you experience because you're alive to do so. And it shapes you. Um, I'd like you to think about that in your own life. Where can you identify the places that you're not being thankful? And maybe it just starts the moment you wake up. Maybe the best thing you could do is wake up and say, God, thank you for allowing me to wake up today. Thank you for the breath in my lungs. Thank you for the the heartbeat in my chest. 
And thank you for the life I'm about to live. Now, if you're married, it might be even better. You could go one further and say to your spouse, I just want to say one thing. I love you and I'm thankful for you. That's it. Blow your spouse's mind by saying, I'm thankful for you. Go to your kids and say, I'm thankful for you. And then go into your workplace and tell your boss, I'm thankful for you. Because, you know, you should be. Because if you're, if you're an employee, he's, he provides an income for you. If you're a, a business owner, it might be a good idea to tell your employees you're thankful for them for working so hard to make whatever's happening in business. And so being thankful and sharing that heart of thankfulness is a game changer. It truly is. And it needs to change in our lives right now because we live in such a world that is ungrateful, unthankful, um, that, that cannot see past uh, accusations, cancel culture, hatred, hurt, pain, uh, accusations, I mean, just all of these different things. And we need to be taking a grateful heart, a thankful heart into all those situations. Uh, some of them are really difficult. Some of them are not easy. But to share the love of thankfulness with somebody who is hurting, I guarantee is going to make a difference. Uh, today, I just, I think that's all I wanted to say. In fact, I know that's all I wanted to say. Just, I, I want you to be mindful of thankfulness. That it's something you have to practice, but if you practice it, it's something that can change your horizontal view uh, of life, how you look at every situation, your business, your family, uh, the the valleys, the the mountaintops, everything. It will change your perspective. But most, maybe more importantly, you become a witness to it. You begin to change people's lives because of it. And I think that becomes, man, a place where you can be a game changer for people that you can leave legacy. I mean, man, when you die and they say, uh, Jim was one of the most thankful people I ever met and he changed my perspective, man, I'm going to tell you right now, you've given the greatest gift. You that Money cannot buy that, okay? Success cannot buy that. When you give a thankful heart to somebody else who needs it, nothing's better. Hey, listen, I cannot wait to see you on another episode of Dug Up and Dusted Off. Wishing you nothing but a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. If you're listening to this message, you've listened to the entire episode of Dug Up and Dusted Off. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We also love you to share this episode with those who might be interested in this topic that we talked about today. Also, feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Hey, listen, you can do that by going to www.jimmccray.tv and leave us a comment and contact us through that website. We'd love to see you next time on Dug Up and Dusted Off, and we hope you have a great week.